Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into the podcast, it's season 2, episode 9 of the General Knowledge Podcast. This is General Maddox here. I just wanted to let you guys know, we talk about this uh, TV ad that's being played currently uh, while Australia-wide uh, national TV. It's an immunization ad by the Australian government. And uh, because we talk about it, I said I'd put it at the beginning of the podcast for you all to listen to, so you can uh, basically see how they've stepped up the propaganda against us mostly now in the height of the coronavirus uh, so-called epidemic that's happening. These ads are now everywhere on TV, and uh, this is the reason why we're seeing them. So I thought I'd bring it to your attention, guys. Here you go. Nearly 95% of Aussie five-year-olds are now fully vaccinated, but we need to do more to protect all our kids. Our baby Dana died from whooping cough. She was only one month old and too young to be vaccinated. We lived in an area with low immunisation rates. Vaccination protects your child from serious diseases, but it also protects other children too. Immunisation saves lives. Get the facts. Visit the website. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Folks, here we are. It's the General Knowledge Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9 for this one today. We are flying through them, and uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. We are going to go on a uh, 3.0 of the coronavirus. It's still, it's still lingering. We've still got to talk about it, and we're going to take a few different avenues on that one for this episode, and uh, we'll cover a few other articles as well. And uh, 
We've also got a guest on with us today, but before we bring him into the conversation, I'll just say hello to Andy, who's with me now. Ethan should be joining soon enough, uh, probably halfway through the conversation, but when he gets on, he'll just jump straight in. Andy, how you going, big fella? Good to have you back on the podcast, mate. Good, General. Thanks very much. Yeah, going well, mate. Yeah. There's plenty um, happening, isn't there, mate? Very, uh, very happy to have, have Oh, man, so much going on, you know, especially with Victoria at the moment. So yeah. we'll discuss that later. But, yeah, yeah. Um, heaps and heaps going on. Absolutely. And bring, mm. bring that up in the conversation uh, a little bit later on, man. Have that one ready to go because you're absolutely right. There's plenty happening uh, at the moment. But for this one, look, it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, we're already into season two. Hadn't had him on yet. We always give him a good mention. We encourage everyone to, to sign up uh, and join up to his member podcast and support him and listen to and. Uh, Get on board with uh, his website as well, and that is thecrazfiles.com. We have got Adam Crab with us today. Mr. Kraz, we'll, we can refer to you as if you like. How you going, big fella? Good to have you on, finally. Thank you. It's, a, it's a good to chat with you guys again, man. Yeah, man. Always always, always uh, enjoy listening to your shows, mate. You always get a few interesting guests on. I mean, you've had Rob on the last few times. Um, mm. We had Donna on a couple of times as well. Um, yeah, it's always good topics that you cover as well. Always really interesting, and you go down a few different uh, rabbit holes yourself, man. But it's always stuff that I find it's it's on point, it's on topic. You know, um, not that I always agree with everything that everyone says, and I um, sometimes I just feel like I'm in there having the conversation with you while I'm listening. You know, doing my work during the day, which uh, I kind of feel like I just want to. I actually feel like I'm talking as well. Like you guys will start saying stuff, and I'll just start talking. Like as though I'm part of the conversation. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I probably look like an absolute loon to people walking past, but anyway, <laughs> it goes to show you how good your show is, man. Anyway, so great to have you on the General Knowledge Podcast, mate. Like I said, it's we're already in season two and episode nine mm. now. We haven't had you on yet, but I thought um, with everything going on, you sort of you seem to be, I guess, leaning towards the way we are feeling with regards to this whole coronavirus pandemic sort of situation. Um, and I know you sort of listen to what to our show as well. So you, um, it, just before we delve right into it though, first of all, how's things on your end, man? And then um, we'll go from there. How are you, big fella? All right, man. All good. Uh, going okay. And um, it's good that we can interconnect, isn't it? Um mm real Australian, uh, real real brass knuckles Australian alternative media. I always say that to uh, my guests and other people that I uh, contact with around the world. Um, always uh, give them your details and your podcasts and top news and real news and everything and say, look, we're, we're connecting here that, you know, uh, we're connecting together and uh, there's some good stuff coming out and uh, our, uh, we're in sync um with the as you said the information that seems to be coming out because i'll listen to one of your shows and i'm like well i went over the same thing but uh you know <laughs> the other day <laughs> yeah. so you know we're 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 connecting there as uh you know and and I, we're all just trying to find answers man that's what i'm doing uh you know i always say i'm surprised how little i still know i'm learning of everybody around me and the guests that i have on and you guys we're all connecting together and learning together and uh, as a community, if you will, uh, because we're under attack. We're under attack. Alternative media really is. And um, and uh, so we have to keep um, just pushing forward and uh, going with our hearts, man. 
Yeah, I agree. And um, you know, just yeah, that's that's just uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, but yeah, I, I think people are impressed. You know, I think uh, you know I get a lot of um, a lot of big uh, websites uh, in the US through my website. Um, they're always looking, and I'm in contact with a lot of great people always and sharing info. And I think they're 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 watching what we're doing here. People are interested uh, in Australia, especially after the fires and uh, and and what's going on here. We we always say we we feel like we're in some kind of experiment or something. You know, they do try things out here uh, first, and so um, they're watching us as we're watching them. And I think they enjoy the information that we we are putting out, and it's good to link up with like-minded uh, folks and have websites and these chats and uh, whatever we're doing, um, just uh, interconnecting and creating this web of real alternative media here in Australia because uh, we need it, man. Yeah. Need it, it. In, my, in my point of view, it makes us a bit more of a force to be reckoned with, you know what I mean? So that there's a lot more voices out there. Yeah, we might be saying similar or even the same things, but it just goes to show you that if there's so many different sources and we're not afraid to say this sort of stuff, it makes us a bit more of a force to be reckoned with. And it gives us a bit more, yeah. a bit more oomph, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. You know, uh, Ethan, if you've been looking at tottnews.com, yeah, the, the quality coming out of there is second to none. He puts a lot of time and effort in that podcast uh, and his, well, he does his own sort of member podcast, but in his own uh, website and the articles and his own member section areas and all that sort of stuff, he really gets into a lot of things and uh, shares a lot of information. That's why it's, I think it's really enjoyable having him as a part of the General Knowledge podcast as well because some of the stuff he, he writes about, um, I didn't even know about, you know, sometimes he, he, he brings things up. You're like, fuck, I had no idea they're doing this or where did he get this from? And he shares it and he sources it, you know, you can click on all these links, you can check it all out. You know, it's, and it's good quality. It reads really well. It's not hard to follow. Not like, it's not like when you're reading, you know, a fucking Courier Mail or Sydney Morning Herald article, you know, where you're just shaking your head the whole time going, what is this garbage I'm reading? It's just, you know, it, he, I think we're starting to shit all over the mm. mainstream media. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. It's so good to see. <laughs> it's real, real. It's real journalism. And, um, you know, I, I would say for, for folks, um, I just got in contact recently with John Rappaport again. Oh, I haven't good. spoken to him for ages, which is good. And um, I, I post all of his articles, particularly looking at this uh, staged outbreak virus um because he's he's nailing it he's absolutely nailing it he's he's worked in the media he worked in the in the mainstream media for a lot of his life he's a real independent journalist uh you know yeah, there he and he's think. doing his he knows how they think he knows how they operate and he knows how the media especially operate uh, deep down to its core you know so he's a smart writer and he pumps them out and i just keep going to his site and saying he's nailing it he's nailing it he's nailing it every single one so i, I said him an email and got he got back and he's um they're very popular articles but uh, that's real independent journalism whether you agree with it or not um it, it's the real deal and that's what we should be seeing from the mainstream media really at the end of the day because the media should be reporting for the people they should be on our side um, but they're not and they never are and they never have been really and they probably never will be again but um so we have to do the reporting for them uh, in the best way that we can we don't have the money that they do and their big sets um, and everything, and their big their big newspapers. But uh, we have the truth, uh, absolutely, and we have uh, courage and heart. And uh, with these kinds of guys, as you said, with Ethan, you know, he's doing really polished, uh, professional stuff. And and I think that uh, with what we're doing here, 
<clears throat> people can go to our websites and they can watch Ethan's videos and they can become members and they can listen to these and the and it's all there for them. You're not just saying, oh, you know, I believe this or go and have a look at this or throwing stuff around. You, um, They actually have, you know, physical websites to go to and information to read and that's becoming more popular as we go forward because I think people uh, want it. They're hungry for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, uh, so he's doing a great job and it's good to see in this country we, we need real – Real um, independent media like that, don't we? Like people that can write articles like that and uh, put out such professional videos. It's uh, it's a really good thing to see, and I think it's just going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, there's. I used to um, when I worked at my previous job. So I used to have to at the sports club I worked for. Uh, I was in the sort of marketing and promotions area, right? And whenever there was something that the club was doing we would basically create what the local newspaper or what newspapers call an advertorial. So you're, you're advertising goods or services, right? But you do it to make it look like a news article. So, but it's called an advertorial. And correct me if I'm wrong, but every fucking thing you read in a mainstream newspaper is an advertorial for either, you know, some sort of corporation or, you know, big farmer or big, ag- whatever it is. Mm. That it seems to be an advertorial for what they're doing. Whereas I try and do, I, I like doing things from my own perspective on stuff. So mine's more very much op-ed, like opinionated editorial versions. Ethan's probably more 100% journal style. So his is a you know, very much journalistic style. Um, puts all, you know, But he also, not like um, you know a Courier Mail or Sydney Morning Herald article online, his has links to fucking everything he's talking about, backs up everything, you know, and I try and do it as much as possible. But John's, I feel John Rappaport's work is very much probably more op-ed editorial slash journalistic style as well, you know, because that's obviously his background, but he he likes to, uh, it makes you think, you know what I mean? He makes you think about what he's writing and he asks those really important questions and then he kind of like, helps you through it and leads you through it and talks you about you know and reaches the point from what he's talking about it's it's i really like the way he writes it's yeah um so good work mm. sharing all this stuff and I'm, I'm really keen to hopefully you get him back on your podcast and um have you got him lined up to come on again um not at the the, the moment i think he had some personal things oh, but okay. um good yeah, to be back in contact um oh, he kind of sure. went off for a little bit but now um, tell him he's the fans want him. him mate tell him the fans want him back on yeah he's a good rider <laughs> quick row he pumps him out quick and as you said to the point and makes you think so yeah, um there's there's a bit of this going around now which is which is really really good i've been so surprised like we all know uh, about what Google has done, you know, like a Google search engine. I use like DuckGo or, or, or whatever. And I'm just, I, I can't believe just how tight it's got within even the last year, like last year to now, I go on and you look for coronavirus or you start searching for things that used to come up so easily, websites and things like that. And it's all just being replaced um, so fast uh, on Google search engine. Um, it's unbelievable uh, how quickly they're just replacing everything. And, and I'm noticing on YouTube, um, anyone who's looking at coronavirus, um, I did a podcast on it with Janice Barcelo. They've got these um, uh, WHO advertisements stuck to the bottom of the YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you to get more information from the WHO. Yep, it's, yep. it's really unbe- unbelievable when you're seeing a lot of censorship on, on Facebook and stuff where you just can't find groups anymore. But uh, 
I mean, we, we always knew Google were going to go there. Of course they are. But how fast they've done it um, in in the last couple of years to year is is astonishing when um, you're trying to pull up information that I used to get there easily. It's just gone now yeah. and been perfectly replaced uh, with propaganda. Well, so it's, it's remarkable. Controlling the narrative, mate. That's what it's all about. Mm, on absolutely. Area. It's in your face too. Mm. And, and it's, it's, but it's, it's in the face and it's obvious to, to us, like for you know yourself and me and Andy and Ethan and a lot of the people who are kind of, uh, I guess, awake to this and what's going on, it's obvious to us, but to your average, you know, I don't hate calling them that, but your average kind of sheeple that's out there, it, they don't see it. They don't make that connection. They just go, oh, you know, they probably just see the, you know, the in their feed, all the mainstream stuff and, you know, none of the, I guess, alternative things. So they're kind of shielded by it, but... I think we're spreading, you know, we are, we're definitely spreading and I do think they're, they're still in a bit of damage control. Well, we, we know they're in damage control. Andy, have you noticed on TV up here in Queensland, mate, that, you know, they're starting to put those um, ads on now with regards to uh, the immunization rates? Have you, have you seen this at all? Because I saw one just recently on, I think it was last night, I was watching telly and they had a authorized by the Australian government camera kind of ad and it was, uh, had an immunologist on there. They're saying, yes, we've reached... We've reached 95% um, immunization for all children in, in the country, but there's still more we can do, is what they're saying. And then they talk about get the facts and, you know, um, get the science from the immunologist, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen these ads on TV, Ando? Oh, I mean, I don't watch, I don't have TV in my house. Oh, there you um, go. But so you like, I, I have heard. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't like that poison coming into my, in, into my reality, man. But I, I have um I have seen it. I've heard it on the on the radio. Yeah, mate. If yeah, I, it's full on. I'll try and, and find of course, the and ad. of course on your you know on social media stuff. Okay, I'll try and find the ad, and if I find it, I'll I'll put it at the front of this um podcast. Yeah, yeah. For people to listen to so you can hear what I'm talking about. Yeah, because there's a big push. I've noticed there's definitely yeah. a big push to get this stuff. Um. You know, and we hadn't seen these ads for immunization on a, on a, I guess, on a federal level across the country on mainstream TV before. We've seen new the news talk about it. We've seen that all that sort of stuff. We haven't seen ads come up saying, you know, we're ninety five percent immunization rate for kids across the country, but we're still more we can do. You know, and having immunologists on TV saying stuff and talking about get the facts from us. We haven't seen this kind of a push yet. But we're seeing it now, and it, I find the timing of it to be very interesting because, lo and behold, you know they've now created a vaccine for the coronavirus, which is a, a pandemic across the world, and there's you know death rate of really, you know less really than two percent or something. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, they've ratcheted it up. You know, so um, lo and behold, the normal standard influenza does you know more damage worldwide uh than the coronavirus ever has even though this is a novel coronavirus covid19 because it's a, a new strain but you know even even at the moment if we're to believe the the published death rate from this it's ridiculously low lower than so many other things and we sort of talked about that on the last podcast with jeffrey um about how it's yeah, you know, that you got more of a chance of dying from being hit by a cork from a champagne bottle than you know from coronavirus and all this sort of shit. So, it's still hyping it up so much, yeah. uh, and that's kind of what worries me is because we're, we we are seeing a lot of it now. It's being forced on us. There's like I keep saying, there's fear porn, fear mongering happening 
uh, from the mainstream media and all these news articles we're seeing. And like I said, I wanted to bring one up now. I Just before we um, started recording, I mentioned this one's out of the Guardian newspaper. came out on Thursday, the 27th, titled Australia's Coronavirus Pandemic Plan. Mass vaccinations and stadium quarantine. A pandemic could last up to 10 months with 40% of the workforce sidelined by illness or caring for family in worst case scenario. Uh, And if you go through the article, they basically start talking about how currently there's out of 81,000 confirmed cases of this uh, version of the coronavirus worldwide. Um, It's caused 2,700 deaths just 22 have been identified in Australia with zero deaths. So isn't that funny? Only 22 identified in Australia and there's zero deaths, and yet it's a, such a fear-mongering death pandemic, you know what I mean? Um, so it goes on to say, here we go, the pandemic influenza, so normal influenza, can cause significant disruptions to the way we live as it has the potential to result in high levels of illness and death. The Victorian government has warned us in its action plan for influenza pandemic. It's got a link to it, so you can actually listen to it. The social distancing measures that may be required will have wide-ranging effects with closure of schools and childcare services and cancellation of public events. It is estimated that up to 40% of the workforce may uh, may withdraw from work at any one time due to illness, the need to care for family members, or the fear of contracting the virus in the workplace or on public transport. One study estimates that in worst case, pandemic influenza scenario, Australia's gross domestic product could suffer a decline of greater than 10%. State and federal governments have planned for a pandemic and have those plans in place for years, prepared for the possibility of a novel coronavirus or wide-scale influenza outbreak. So I find that interesting. They've prepared for a possibility of a novel coronavirus or a wide-scale influenza outbreak. So they've that to me is a little bit telling that the government's uh, planning for a coronavirus outbreak. How would they know that a coronavirus outbreak to be planned for? You know what I mean? Like it's such a nothing disease. It's, you know, out of all the diseases we know about, normal flu is probably much worse. And this thing is relatively harmless in a sense. Um, but yet they've planned for it in advance. Uh, where are we? All to do with the marketing league. Well, yeah, that's right. This is, and this is what I'm sort of leaning towards. This is what I'm getting at. You know, it's, it's not only is it marketing fear, but it's also then marketing, um, it's, it's that whole problem reaction solution that we cover and we talk about so much. You know, what's the problem? Well, there's a virus outbreak. Um, what's the reaction? All the public is in fear and they're demanding, uh, you know, a vaccine. And what's the solution? Oh, we've created a vaccine. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, that was the plan all along to begin with is to bolster their economy, I guess. Because the next article that I had, and I'll post these in the show notes for people to read. This one's out of CNBC from uh, the US. Coronavirus highlights the $35 billion vaccine market. Here are the key players. I'll just read these two key points they've got at start here. The vaccine market has grown sixfold in the past two decades. Wow. I mean, we've seen what the schedules are like now, haven't we, Adam? Yeah, they've increased them dramatically in the US, also here in Australia. No wonder these uh, the market has grown sixfold in the past two decades, worth more than $35 billion today. Uh, the firm, next point says, the firm said the industry has consolidated to four big players that account for 85% of the market. 
British drug maker GlaxoSmithKline, French pharmaceutical company Sanofi, and US-based Merck and Pfizer. So they're the big four players. Um, and there you go. That's pretty much what it's about. So they've there's a $35 billion, currently a $35 billion vaccine market. And I shared an article just recently talking... Uh, it was on our Facebook page, on the RNA Facebook page. But before I bring it up, um, I'll just throw to you, Adam. What do you make of that? First of all, that first article I, br- I brought up there... Uh, from The Guardian. Uh, Again, the headline, Australia's coronavirus pandemic plan, mass vaccinations and stadium quarantine. So they're already talking about the plan is to mass vaccinate the entire public and those that are in uh, or already infected to be quarantined in places like stadiums and malls and or uh, warehouses. I saw they've listed a few different things there. Um, What are your thoughts on that one, mate? Words, well, uh, it's fear porn, isn't it? Um, it's fear, and uh, with 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 fear comes control, and the media are masters at it. Uh, that's what they've done so well. So I look at that, and I just think, you know, maybe they could do that. I mean, we do have quarantine laws if they're enacted, and um, things can go can go wrong pretty quickly. Um, but uh, we don't have any clue about any of these cases. We're hearing more in Queensland that some hairdresser had and they're trying to track the people down that she was, uh, she were, were customers there or something like that. But we don't, but there's no isolation of this. There's no proof of these people having anything. It's all just theater. And yeah, so exactly. it's the magic. It's the magic card trick. That's what it is. It's the that the the coronavirus is the is the magic card trick uh, being played out. It's um it's the magician. We're looking we're looking in his eyes. We're not looking at his hands, you know. And uh, we're getting fooled by all of this. And we're following this around everywhere. This virus, the virus, and the media are just uh, as we were talking about before we started recording. They're re- they're making us create our own reality through this fear. So, you know, whatever they pump out, then we think about it and we manifest it. And then in group, the group mentality hits and we create, we manifest uh, this reality into our own lives. So they're making it, they're making us do it to ourselves. And that's the trick that they've always done so well. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's absolutely phenomenal because you you go on there one day, as I've said many times, and they're saying, well, it's just, you know, it's the same as a common cold. It's only really a threat to the elderly or young people or people with immune immune system problems. Uh, most people won't even bother with it or they'll be over it in a few days, you know, and then you turn it on and they're going on about this, rounding people up in stadiums. So uh, they are the fear mongers and their information is all coming from the WHO and the CDC and these kinds of uh, these kinds of organizations and they just pump it through them and they pump it through the TVs and through the uh, through the newspapers. If you're in Australia right now and you didn't watch TV and you didn't look at the newspapers, you wouldn't even know about this virus because no one has it and no one's talking about it. If the guy next door got sick or something, then I'd start thinking, oh, well, something's going on here. But it's just all this huge uh, con and... Um, it's unbelievable, and I just pulled up a, a, an article here about a world-famous celebrity making a shocking statement about the uh, this flu, mm. and uh, as I read that just this morning, it's a, a John Rappaport one, and uh, just to cut it short, he's saying that uh, most people are amazed to hear, and this is in regards to the United States, that the ordinary so-called flu in that country kills from 25,000 people to 69,000 people a year. Uh, so yeah, if you, you look at that in the US, you know, and you look at 15 people being diagnosed diagnosed with coronavirus and they're recovering, I think one did die, that one was previously sick, um, but 
that uh, hopefully these people are going to recover and they're okay, you compare that to 25 to 69,000 ordinary flu deaths annually uh, over the last 10 years. That means we've lost in 10 years 360,000 people over there to the flu. Why are they making a big drama about this? Because there's always the flu, isn't there, every year? So there's something going on here, and that's what we can talk about more today. It's the magic trick. It's the card trick. The coronavirus is the card trick. We're all following that with our eyes, but we're not looking at what's coming behind it. All these new rules and regulations that we're seeing in Victoria, and we're going to see, we're going to start seeing more of them coming through. They're going to bring them through, push them through Parliament. They're going to rearrange and rewrite our Health Act uh, to get these new draconian laws in on the back of this uh, this uh, so-called uh, outbreak, and, and and it's just unbelievable. Uh, it, it really is, and so everybody's hooked up. Uh, following the coronavirus and so worried about it and gossiping mm. about it. But where is it, Lee? I mean, uh, I'm not really seeing anything. And, and what I'm same, seeing is same. a lot of scary stuff happening. I was just watching the late news and I'm watching in Italy. They're telling them they have it there. And there's all these police blockades. There's police in masks. Um, there's all this stuff going on now, and yeah. now I, I think in the in the big group on Facebook, um, someone put up uh, a, an article uh, about uh, unvaccinated people. You know, should they be even allowed to fly now? Yes. So we, we, we've been talking about this for years, and 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 we can see that what they do is very incremental. It comes in 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 small doses over time. You know, so we we never thought uh, that they would get no jab through, but they did. And um, now look at what we're facing. So, you know, I, I really think for them to get some of these, um, like what they've done in Victoria uh, with mandatory vaccinations through the uh, Daniel Andrews government, is that his name? Mm. Um, you know, he's just brought in uh, mandatory vaccinations. For health workers. Uh, there, for health workers, which is, is kind of unbelievable because um, you wouldn't be able to get that through on any given Sunday. You just wouldn't, you know. You yeah. can't make people. They've waited for uh, you this can't to make, come out to do it. You can't do it. And he's, he's yeah, he's sunk his fangs into it. Um, the, you know, as never, never let a good it, crisis looks, go to waste, eh? He looks like Dracula too, this guy. He <laughs> makes my skin crawl, Daniel Andrews. He really does. And um, and uh, him and his buddy, Hennessy, before, she's off now, but uh, she called herself a health minister. They've been waiting for, for this. And so you've got mandatory, uh, you know, vaccination laws for healthcare workers, doctors. This includes dentists, you know, dental assistants, and, and um, anyone working in the healthcare people working with aged people whatever mm -hmm. it may be if you're in the healthcare industry in victoria you are targeted for mandatory vaccinations not just flu shots all vaccines and so we can see there's another agenda come through so it, it it really is um problem reaction solution but i think it's problem reaction distraction solution and uh, the distraction game here is the coronavirus with this and uh, as we spoke with with Robert Deutsch, you know, there's so many people getting fed at this table with this virus. It's a simple virus, but look what they're crashing the economies. Where's the money going? They're bringing in new vaccination laws and health laws. Um, you know, our whole life around us is being rearranged and changed behind this. But we're all looking in the wrong direction because we're looking at the staged outbreak of this flu. And we're not looking behind uh, all this shuffling and, and what, what they're doing behind our backs and what's going to be laid down the foundations that they're laying right now and uh, the new kind of countries and country that we're going to live in once this all uh, uh, dissipates. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, did you um, be there, bro? 
Yeah, man, yeah, I'm here. Did you see that message? Um, yeah, look, everything that Adam says is... Oh, no, I didn't see the message oh, that you sent, okay. no. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I agree with everything that Adam says. Um, you know, like fear, fear equals profit. Um, like, it's, and it's just a big conjump and this drive, this fear driving towards, uh, you know, like vaccine products and... Like I was saying off air, like, and it's also, it seems to be driving towards, uh, like, uh, a recession as well, uh, especially especially in uh, places like China. Um, but there's talk, there's a lot of talk this week about recession in Australia. Um, definitely our, our ASX is down, our stock exchange is down. Um, so, and of course, whenever, whenever these things, you know, like whenever markets are down, someone's, someone's profiting, you know, like somebody's picking up like, like cheap stocks and, mm. um, some, someone's making money from it. But, uh, and there's definitely money to be made by driving Western economies into recession as well. So, um, mm. yeah, it, it all, it, all of this points towards, towards, a you know, a very well orchestrated plan. It seems like there is a master business plan with this whole thing, and it was activated at the start of 2020, and um, onwards they roll. Do you think? Uh, and here's here's um, one for you, Andy. Do you think this is a could be a you know maybe this I like to you know everyone knows I like to hypothesize and theorize a little bit on the old podcast here, but <laughs> say for example, like you were just saying then, you know, uh, when there's things like this pandemic, things come out, stocks are going up and down, and all that sort of stuff, but. Over there in, in China, because they're really feeling the pinch, you know, with regards to, you know, and you've seen it yourself. Like you said, you're in, you do a lot of IT business. So you've seen, you know, now massive delays coming through with regards to companies over there. So they've got to be taking a hit, right? Which means big companies and other small companies over there, stock prices are going to plummet. Do you think this could be a way to do a big buy-up of business in China from, you know, and, and bring a lot of this back to the West maybe? Could that be a likely scenario that this Look, is going to happen? It, I think, I think definitely China and the US are at war with each other, mm. and I definitely think this could be this could be a um, it's like, like economic a, warfare, uh, a good good strike. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it could be a, you know a US plan actually on mainland China that is like maybe maybe has kicked off this thing. Um, you know, but uh, but look, China will recover. You, you know, if they can get if they can get their factories and everything organised again, uh, they they will they will recover within a few months. They're very resilient people, mm. of course. Mm. But, um, what I'm saying is, like, but, uh, yeah, fair enough, make, 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 look, fair enough, they'll recover and they'll, and everyone will get back to work over there. But if if the businesses that are you know maybe the, they've had to sell a lot of businesses to the west or They've had to, you know, their stock prices have plummeted, so that people have sold off stock or gotten out while they can, and you know, the people from the west have come in and bought, bang, 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 let's buy up a whole bunch and buy majority stakes in these Asian and Chinese companies, and then when they do get back on their feet, a lot of the profits are then instead of, instead of flowing into mainland China, they're st- or into the billionaires in China, they're going, they're starting to flow back to the west again. You know what I mean? Like that could be a, a possible scenario. It's possible that at that very, very. At that very, very high level of, you know, like they're saying international business has wiped five trillion dollars off world stocks. You know what I mean? So a lot of that's got to be based in China, surely. 
and companies relying on China to manufacture stuff and to you know assemble and all because obviously you know we we here in the West have fucked up completely and, and removed all industry you know from things like the Lima Declaration and NAFTA and stuff in the states and things where they've just gone yep nothing is going to be manufactured here in our countries where now service industries only here in these countries everything's going to be manufactured overseas except for small time stuff you know what i mean so it's all done in china i mean we've seen companies that will i, I saw there was an article popped up saying it was a fishing mob this this fishing company who provides frozen frozen fish and stuff and filleted fish right they catch it in like scotland or off the coast of great britain somewhere it gets shipped from there after it's caught to china like 10,000 fucking miles or wherever it is, they then cut it, fill it, and ship it back to them to be sold on their own markets over there. You know what I mean? Like, we're relying so heavily on Jeez. stupid shit like that from these from China because it's so dirt cheap. Uh, you know what I mean? But if, if these industries have then started to, I guess, teeter and crash and close up, you know, we've done it ourselves. We've shot ourselves in the foot. So all this was by design. But, I mean, maybe they've gone... That whoever's running this shit has realized it and gone yeah you know what we can we can start to, to to pull one over china's becoming too big you know the dragon's rising we need to then put this fucker back in its cage or put the dragon back in its ca- in its cave uh and you know pull their heads in a bit Ooh. because this is the only and how else would you do it you can't have a war with them they've got what the like the biggest standing army and the biggest air force and now one of the biggest naval fleets you know you can't have a physical war you can only have a, an economic war against yeah. a nation like this um, yeah, the days the days of world world war are finished. Yeah, like, I think they're so finished too. with World War Two, and and like and so that all of these big armies and all of these big aircraft carriers and stuff like that are largely for show. Mm. You know, mm. not to say that something might go sideways like later on, but like for now, we are definitely at war um, with with forces out of our control, like like China. And there are economic wars, and this this outbreak could—I'm not saying it is—but like it could be either a U.S. instigated thing, yeah, or possibly. it could have come from within China itself. Yeah. But, um, I'm still, you know, and and like this way, this this could this can drive prices up too, general. Like when you got supply and demand, when when supply is low. And demand is still thirsty for product. is It's a good way of driving prices up. If China are the only ones that are producing the actual goods, so generally in China you'll have multiple factories doing the same sort of thing. So if you can create the fear and increase, incre- you know, like put a fear in supply, then demand will happily pay more for goods and services coming out of those countries. So well, that's what if know? they've what if they've pretty much stopped coming out of these countries does that mean that there's now an opportunity for similar type of uh whatever it is manufacturing or whatever to pop up in other nations or even in our back in our own country you know what i mean that could be maybe another domino effect that business will then start to to reform back on our own shores because you know we can't get it overseas no. yeah maybe well, it'll maybe, never happen no no, well, you can't, like in technology especially, you can't just start making computers here. Mm, okay. it, it takes like many, many years like to actually be able to, get to tool up going. and skill up. and Yeah, 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 exactly. You can't just start making technology here. It's, it's absolutely like a full-on long thing. It took China a long time, like when, when home computers like uh, 
were invented, took China a long time to work out how to do it, to replace Japan, you know, and, yeah, and the way, way Australia is, you know, like it'll, it'll I just, it, 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 I can't see it happening. Mm, okay. Places like India would be, it'd be a further one. Mr. Kraz, what's your thoughts on, on this? I mean, we've seen it. I haven't really sort of talked about it, but I mean, I guess it could be a possibility. Andy kind of broached on it just then that maybe could this be a bio weapon that was uh, perhaps unintentionally released uh, in China over there in Wuhan near the... I mean, look, there's a lot of things that, that kind of lend credence to that theory, which is, you know, the level four bio lab that's right there in Wuhan, you know, in the city where the outbreak occurred, only maybe a few kilometers away from the epicenter. Um, you know what I mean? So there's a few things that could lend credence to that theory that this was some sort of bioweapon that got released or that was an accident or, or whatever, and, and now they're trying very hard to contain it, perhaps. Um, I just wanted to hear what your mm. thoughts on, on that as, as a theory. Um, do you see anything in that one? Personally, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I know big alternative media, like uh, even uh, Infowars yeah, and they're all talking uh, Natural about News, it, they? they're, they're saying, you know, I've had guests on, they're saying this whole thing about splicing AIDS and mm. and releasing these pathogens and stuff. But, uh, you know, that's the main one I've heard, The uh, that they've re-engineered AIDS uh, as well, HIV AIDS, but I don't believe in HIV AIDS because um, in my book it's never been isolated. Uh, at all, so um, I don't know how you you're going to do that um, if if uh, it wasn't there to begin with. So I think that's all part of the uh, fear porn as well. And and, and um, just looking at a, a YouTube video this morning is really interesting because um, I, you can't see it, but I'll send it to you. Um, it's a guy talking about these viruses and just going back, looking at the MERS uh, virus and the SARS virus and also now the coronavirus. And he's showing the pictures that the CDC puts out, the images. And they're all the same. And, yeah, they're all the same images. They mm. just use different colors. Um, so, you know, it's um, this kind of stuff. I think it's just all fakery. Manipulation. And, uh, it's just manipulation. Yeah, ma manipulation. And, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work with Jim West and others on that. And Jim's written books. I followed his work on on um, Cora, the question and answer thing. He's got into debates with some very heavy hitters, you know, immunologists and guys, big wigs in hospitals, and they just can't answer him in regards to these uh, these uh, viruses. You know, whether they can, uh, you know, genetically uh, alter and make up some kind of uh, pathogen or whatever that they can release airborne into the the public, I, I, I guess. But I think it's all part of the fear game and i i don't believe that that's happened uh, yeah. personally that's just my research uh because you know i don't think uh, viruses are, uh, are what they're saying they are you know i think they're like as i went through on the last podcast is they're like uh, bits of electric material generated to amplify internal healing not to destroy us and that's by the body itself so uh you know whether they can manipulate this and they've done that and they've released something or some people say they've uh, manufactured some kind of airborne pathogen that just attacks chinese people i mean there's a lot of theories but i think at the end of the day as i said it's all the trick and i think we're focusing too much uh on that i don't believe there's any virus and mm. i don't believe um that there's any anything has been released uh in, into the public from any laboratories because i don't think they exist um i think it's just all theater and, uh, and i think it's all about uh control at the end of the day that's what i think uh that's what we need to be 
we need to be uh, seriously looking at here, uh, all yeah. of this stuff, because um, I'm seeing these articles coming out by the media, you know, about travel now and planes and everything. And as you talked about rounding people up and forced vaccinations, you know, I, I, I don't think that they're going to come down, bang down our doors and fr- throw us on the street and jab us. You know, I think that what they're going to do is incrementally just make our lives harder to live if we're not vaccinated. Yeah, so everyone um, just sort of acquiesces to it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just going to become impossible. I mean, how many people, you know, are going to be ill-affected here in the Victorian and, and um, you know, health industry? And I have heard, I got a letter uh, this morning or an email come through from the AVN, I think, and there, there's a lot of uh, health professionals uh, in Victoria who are working to stop this because uh, they're changing the laws. I don't know if you know as well in South Australia, uh, they're strengthening the vaccination laws there on the back of the coronavirus uh, <laughs> outbreak. So... Uh, we have a whole uh, spider's web <laughs> around the back of this coronavirus outbreak where they're implementing new policies and and legislation into our government that we're just not going to be able to get rid of. And they're doing it because a lot of, uh, a lot of hands in there, uh, you know, uh, as well. Yep. Oh, your Skype's cutting out a little bit there for some reason. It's dropped out on me. Andy, are you still there? Did, you, did that happen to you too, Andy? Just unmute yourself. Yeah, no. Nah. Adam, Adam seems to have a connection issue, mate. Yeah, okay, so you're still good. Adam, are you, uh, are you still there, mate? All right, we seem to have lost Adam for a second. But, well, Adam, if you can still hear me, mate, um, feel free to... Hold oh, Are you there? Are you back again? See, we're, we're, we're revealing too much truth here. They've, they've... They just locked it down like that, which yeah. was um, which was really frighteningly. Uh, I, I, I think I see that, and I think, my goodness me, they just locked down a cruise liner because someone may have been sick, but they didn't have any evidence or proof of that whatsoever, and people were locked in their rooms. And then they said they could come up and do exercises for 20 minutes, but not in groups, not look at each other, not talking to each other. Um, this is prison, and um, you know, uh, this is what we're seeing. We're we're seeing this kind of lockdown situation happening now, um, I've, I've, as it comes in that, blocks. On you that, know? Adam, I've heard I've heard stories, and people come out and say, you know, I I know someone on that ship, and the whole quarantine thing was a real joke. They were real lax about it. They they were, you know, people were sort of all out and about, and. Uh, it was like a play or something. Yeah, it wasn't. They it said it was wasn't taken sad. seriously in a sense on that boat. And now that they've offloaded them to you know Christmas Island or whatever it is, and now they've got them in actual sort of quarantine. But I, mean, I just wanted to, we we you you mentioned it that this is you know I guess a a fake epidemic and it's a way to brainwash people. But I I just wanted to point people back to uh, to your website because you put out an article on February the twenty eighth called How to Stage a Fake Pandemic and in brackets, and brainwash billions of people. Uh, and that was originally posted by John Rappaport. So head over to the Kras Files and check that one out as well. Um, there was the other one, Lee, about the uh, Chinese government, which you mentioned also running a coronavirus drill in Wuhan. Yeah, there was a, uh, yeah that's right. So there that was, was uh, not a lot of people know about that, that that drill hmm. was held exactly 30 days before the key date of October 18th, 2019, the same date when the Wuhan military games as well began. 
that's an also interesting day, but not a lot of people know about that there was a coronavirus drill run by the Chinese government, yeah. an exercise, in, if you will. In Wuhan, yeah. in the same fucking city. In Wuhan, city. to yeah. simulate a response for <laughs> this kind of strain or outbreak. Yeah. Uh, so that, and they always do drills, don't they? There was one at the Lint Cafe after that siege correct. exactly a year before. With all these events in New there's Zealand, the, Ripides, the gun events, yeah, there's always these um, drills yep. that, that, that they do. And it comes out in the media. It's unbelievable sometimes. It's just, but it blows my mind. What gets me, mate, is that what we're seeing coming out of China with regards to, you've probably all seen, and Andy, you would have seen them as well, pictures of these trucks driving around spraying what you know disinfectant i guess they're saying into the streets and you know doing all these things that could have just been footage from the drill that's just come out and people are going oh look it's from the pandemic that's out now you know like i mean could does that make sense to you boys do you think that that could Mm. be the case that we're actually seeing images and things coming out that that was taking place from that drill that we now know was taking place in wuhan as well (laughs) andy does that make sense could have been some other event from 10 Oh, 100%. The whole thing is to generate fear. It could be, it, it might be something in, in like nothing to do with Wuhan, some other part of the country, some other exercise completely. Yeah. So we I mean, can't, and we it's can't just trust it, like, can we? Like, we can't trust like what comes out of China. No, and there's military games taking place at the same time. Military games. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it, it's the way they always do it. It's just absolute trickery. You, you, you don't know what uh, you're being fed through the media as well. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd have to go to China or know people on the ground there. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's hard to see what they're seeing. <laughs> Uh, you so, see these eerie images of empty streets there and stuff. It, 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 it's very strange. It is very strange, yeah. To and know exactly what's going can, on. Um, yeah. Head back over again to the Crass Files because there is an article up on that um, called Bombshell. Chinese government also ran a coronavirus drill in Wuhan, exactly where the actual outbreak started. So make sure you um, head over to Crass Files. Check out that one as well because that, like in, um, Adam said, uh, it is not... Um, a widely spread article, that one. Not many people actually know that there was a drill in Wuhan. Uh, so, yeah, uh, big, big. that's a big deal, that one, in my eyes. Uh, <clears throat> Ethan's just messaged us. He, <laughs> he forgot all about it. He's going to come on very shortly. Uh, good one, Ethan. I'm sure you'll hear that in the playback. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it to him while he's not here. It's all good. Um, oh. Yeah, so much going on with regards to this. Hey, like I said, there's... All these things still, like, yeah, you can go around down so many rabbit holes and chalk this up to a bioweapon and we're all going to fucking die and, you know, go and raid the supermarket now because you might not be able to get food, blah, blah, blah. No, I reckon we need to do, yeah. do what we said before, Andy, and like, hey, you mentioned it as well. We need to, we, the only way to combat this, this group think, I guess you can call it, is like you said, is to is to actually manifest the reality that we want, um, because that's the only way out of this, you know. So I think we need to sort of keep pushing the angle that, you know, this is not real. It's a it's possibly a fake event. You know what I mean? Yes, there are real world complications that are happening as a result of this event. We'll say, um, but there aren't. I still b- believe there aren't. You know, people. You know, China isn't burning tens of thousands of bodies, you know, in mortuaries and morgues and, um, you know, wherever you, what's it called, um, cremation centers. You know what I mean? Like, this, people are saying, oh, look at all the, this 
big you know, satellites have detected big levels of sulfur dioxide or whatever it is that you know from burning bodies yeah. and heat you know heat situations in these areas and uh, again i don't believe that either but i mean uh you know uh adam shared an article as well i think we sort of put it up we we were talking about it as well on the podcast um again head over to the com and check out they could probably just search wuhan in your fucking search bar there and you'll come up with all these articles but you put one up on the 23rd also by john rapaport and this is one of the angles we covered as well wuhan and the polluted air as a cause of epidemic illness so you know what i mean mm. that's what we kind of talked this and chalked this up to is that this isn't a fucking viral pandemic this is pollution related poor health blah 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 and that's what it really comes down to and as a result the rest of the world has jumped on board with this uh ethan's just joined but ethan we were just saying that as a as i guess as a preface to this kind of topic and andy andy sort of breached this subject and i think he's on point with this and i think you're probably going to be uh in with this as well ethan um is that this this whole reality of this coronavirus that's come about now it it seems to have manifested out of fear but we're sort of saying that we need to kind of combat this this whole group thing with regards to this coronavirus epidemic and everyone talking about this shit and keep sort of creating our own reality that, that we want uh, by putting out information that's, that's sort of um, more on the lines of, look, this isn't a real event, you know, there's no real evidence to say this, you know, and to get people to realize the the real facts of this, that it's it's not... Uh, viral pandemic and it's uh, we're not all going to die and it's just a bit fucking ridiculous really <laughs> that's what we're trying to let everyone know and that's i guess that's kind of the basis for this topic so far ethan thanks for joining um but how you going brother you sort of on board with with that way of thinking to that? yeah thanks good afternoon gentlemen um yeah i'm completely uh, on board with that type of of thinking um i put out a recent piece on tott news trying to as you've said create that own reality try and set the trend for to to combat some of the news that has been happening recently you know all of the fear mongering and scare campaigns surrounding coronavirus and and all of this nonsense that we're seeing mm. yeah i i completely agree we've got to try and push back by by trying to set the narrative in a different way and as we've said over the last few episodes you know like it, it doesn't seem like this is anything different than the usual scaremongering tricks and campaigns that we saw with swine flu and Zika and and the likes. You know, it seems like the same old tricks at play. So because it's such a big news story, um, I, I definitely think pushing back against this, this hysteria that's going on, not just within the mainstream, but within the alternative sphere as well, you know, I think it's good to, to try and put some sense in there, General. Mm, yeah, and that's pretty much exactly what we've we've talked about. And we've brought up, Adam's even brought it up as well, that, you know, John Rappaport's put out a few really good articles, which um, people can head over to either John Rappaport's website or just go to thecrowdsfiles.com and check them out there. With regards to the pretty much the same thing, you know, um, how it's, you know, John, here's one, one example, which I mentioned before, but I'll just let you know, mate, back on the 26th of Feb, by John Rappaport, how to stage a fake pandemic and brainwash billions of people, you know what I mean? So he's sort of highlighting that this is what's going on. It's not an outbreak. It's all bullshit, you know? Um, and, you know, this all leads us to this point of, yes, we're highlighting it all, but like you said, we kind of got to create our own reality with regards to this because this whole groupthink mentality of, of the world falling victim to this fear-mongering is... is 
uh, it's anathema to what's really going on. We need to kind of create this proper proper reality um, and get people to stop spreading the fear, I guess, and falling for it because we know it's a control mechanism. Fear is a, a major control mechanism, and we know that. We've talked about that plenty of times. Um, that's what the, that's that's kind of the, I guess the angle this whole podcast has taken so far. And that's kind of what we've been discussing because um, you've only just joined the conversation. You're a shocker. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to give it to you. It's all good, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry about that. Nah, I can. I've, it's all good, mate. It's we, been a big week of big week of podcasts, we, man. Of... We talked you up, mate. We know you've been hard at work, and we've we've been giving you many kudos about what you've been putting out, mate. So it's all good, brother. Um, ah, thanks, brother. No, and just um just to expand on your point there, yeah, like it's crazy. And and I've spent a lot of time over the last few months talking about this on my website, talking about you know what we call the act realm, the alternative conspiracy truther sub segment of the internet and and of the world. You know how they've just because of the the certain types of individuals that that profit off a of fear that are trying to set these narratives within the conspiracy culture. You know the 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 audience. And, and, and a large majority, I'm sure it's not the listeners of this show, but w once you see conspiracy culture, you see that, you know, these people are, are more afraid and, and, and more frantic and, and more all over the place than their mainstream brainwashed counterparts. You know, the, the so-called people that there's, they're trying to, you know, awaken to the world, but they're, they're showing the exact same characteristics by buying into all of the fear and the propaganda. Um, but this time it's coming from alternative media um, spheres so you know i completely get every single time there's a, a pandemic that the the mainstream audience reacts because that's that's what they do they get the fear out of them make the vaccine get all of their money and profit from that that latest scare campaign and then and then go back to their business but in recent years we're just seeing so much you know discombobulation and and just just everything all over the place within the conspiracy culture where people are are starting to to get caught up in the same propaganda and and fear mongering that their their mainstream alternative counterparts would yeah. um, would say, mate. It's would you almost, agree? It's almost a weapon being used against us, to be honest, because we're trying so hard mm -hmm. to to fight our way through this, and it seems like there's lots of plants being put in place, um, you know, to feed this to feed false narratives or, or to create false narratives and send people in the wrong direction and, and get them talking about the wrong things, focusing on the wrong things, being led down the wrong rabbit holes in this great big warren that we're, that we're in. Um, and I guess that's mm -hmm. all like you, you sort of, you put up an article on the 27th uh, on tottnews.com, coronavirus, a profitable distraction. Uh, hashtag news fix so and you, you know, kicks off problem reaction solution we've already covered that on on this episode of the podcast mate we we um mm. we talked about how this is just a massive big problem reaction solution we're seeing once again that hegelian dialectic being used against us um mm. yeah uh adam um are you on board with uh, have you actually seen some of those uh, articles on on tottnews.com and um if if not i'll get ethan to maybe elaborate a little bit uh I, you know we talk about oh, this whole matrix situation that we're in with regards to taking the you know the the blue pill and falling back asleep and re-entering the matrix taking the red pill and waking up but um i think you've you've kind of got another narrative here ethan called the black pill which you've got a little um, member piece about too but uh have you looked into those at all adam 
Sure. Hi, uh, Ethan. Uh, good to um, chat with you again, man. Uh, plugged in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See, I, I think one thing you were mentioning, Ethan, as well, which I, I did put up an article on, it's all these things that have come in um, to play uh, w- with the uh, coronavirus outbreak. So centralised control of information through the, through the media, uh, cashless agenda is another one at play. So martial law quarantines, mandatory vaccination, all of these uh, stages that they're bringing in. And one that was interesting, I think Ethan mentioned as well, was Agenda 2030 Wuhan was slated to be one of China's smart cities. Um, So all through this, uh, before this outbreak in China, it was already planned for these big smart cities to be uh, put into uh, China and these pilot smart cities that they're doing. And uh, Wuhan was one of them, which is really interesting. And this is, of course, where we got the 5G rollout massively there. Uh, so this kind of frequencies could be as well. We've talked about a lot, this microwave illness, uh, making people uh, sick uh, in that part of the world uh, because they massively rolled it out over there. And uh, so this Wuhan future city uh, is really interesting to look at because, Ethan, you've covered that a lot uh, and what's happening in Australia mm-hmm. uh, on the back of this technology and what they're, they're planning as well. So it, it it all adds up and that's a really interesting, interesting thing as well. And, and just like uh, on one of the last shows looking at the Hong Kong protests and maybe the disruption uh, with the people in, I'm wondering what's happening. Uh, The last guy I spoke to about organ harvesting in China, there seems to be this uh, on the ground uh, distaste for this uh, dictatorship that's happening here, this Chinese control and government. And we saw that with the Hong Kong protest. There's, uh, there's, uh, There's an uneasy feeling there where I think people... Uh, maybe want their lives and their country back and they're not buying this and they're not happy with it. So it would be obvious to me that the Chinese regime would be desperate to maintain control Mm. here. Absolutely. Mm. And I think, you know, this is good for them as well uh, in that regard because uh, when all said and done, they can take back control here through this uh, so-called virus outbreak of the people and really sledgehammer them back into line. Uh, And and, uh, we're seeing it all around the world. I talk about Chile and um, South America, those protests last year where you had one million people on the streets of Santiago um, because of the these train tickets, you know, and uh, everybody just hit the streets. It was just absolute. And the Chilean government, they've had a dictatorship there before from 1972 with Augusto Pinochet, a brutal dictatorship till 89, I think, when they got him out. And those people aren't going to go through that again. They do not want to go through that again. And they know. Um, and and the government in Chile, they didn't have the resources, they didn't have the police force, and they don't have the military to stop those people. Not a million of them in one city alone. And I think, imagine if this starts happening in China, and I'm also wondering, are China, are the Chinese regime... Uh, losing control, losing their grip on the people here, uh, or uh, as we always hear Chinese people just completely brainwashed and on bo- on board with this. I don't know. Looking at the Hong Kong protests, I think something's happening there with that as well. Yeah. And building these smart cities would be a definite, absolute, concrete way uh, for this regime to uh, you know centralize that power and completely dictate and dominate and control the Chinese people in these smart city lockdown situations uh, as well. So that was something interesting. Uh, as well that ties up with your work, Ethan, on the smart city grid. I'll just quickly chime in before yeah, you do, Ethan. Mate. Sorry, I just had someone comment to me not long ago about. They said, "Look, if you're, they reckon that everyone's kidding themselves if they think China is a is a communist regime." This is what they were saying. They're like, "I've been to China. I do business with China. I've been there so many times." They're like, 
it may be communist by name, but it's not communist by nature. They reckon it is 100% capitalism over there. Like it is all about the money. It's all about profit, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, businesses, tycoons, all that sort of stuff. They reckon it's, in terms of the way they do business over there, it is 100% capitalism system capitalism that's probably if system. you play the game right yeah you're exactly. a good boy but um in, i guess in terms <laughs> you don't of buck the system yeah in terms of if you do buck the system i guess then that's when you see the communist side of this control grid come down on you with full force the face comes out yeah mm-hmm. so anyway that's what i'm saying sort of, i just sort of bring that up that was interesting that someone said that to me and they messaged that to my page so i thought i'd bring that up i don't Completely think they controlled. quite understand like... well well, this is someone who said that they, they travel there frequently and do business with the Chinese. So, um, look, and I, I, I actually tended to disagree with him. I was like, oh, you know, you, you're, you're crazy. But, um, you know, maybe he's onto something. Maybe he's right in terms of, you know, it's, you know, that China, yeah, we all know what the Chinese are like. They are big on business. You know what I mean? Like, they're all about the money. Everyone knows, if anyone knows anyone who's Chinese, they are all about the money. They love their gambling. They love money. They love wealth and prosperity and blah, blah, blah. So, it's very much in their blood almost to have that capitalistic um, in terms of doing business uh, way about their, their economy. Um, you know what I mean? But the way their government is run, I guess it's very much communistic. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. haven't been there. I can't say for sure. I'm only going by what people are saying, but I mean, you might have a different, um, a different view on that yourself, Andy, but um, yeah, I, I've, sorry, mate, go on. No, 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 you're right. I mean, look, there's no hope for like anything other than what the Communist Party of China say and want to do. Like, there's absolutely no hope of any any group or any group of people or anyone on the ground to to influence policy or no, do anything, anything. That, that might be. There's yeah, the, you cannot change anything. You know, um, they're backed by backed by the military and they whatever they this party this communist party decide that's it like, well yeah, xi jinping declared himself you know, president for life you know like <laughs> fuck yeah well you know. what hope do you have you're wondering what, how that's affecting the psyche of the young people in china as again we saw in hong kong uh, they had a bit more freedom of reach there to protest but i'm just um, sort of thinking what's mm. going on there and are we seeing are we seeing this regime slipping um, you know, because who wants to live like that? Or as I said, are the Chinese people predominantly happy? Uh, we're not there. We can only go off that. I'm sure if you do business over there and you, you, you play the game and you play your cards right, everything will work out fine. But as you said, Lee, if you buck the system or go against it in any way, this uh, ugly face turns up. Uh, that's what I'm hard. assuming, but I'm not Chinese. Um, I mean, they obviously have a lot of control and they make everything. I mean... It's a powerful country, as you said. Yeah, they've got a lot of power. I'm just wondering on the ground what the people are thinking. And if we are finally seeing uh, a, a change there of uh, this uh, uh, with, with the uh, with the uh, populations of China, because it's a big one, man. There's billions of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. It's very interesting to watch that because that, that Hong Kong protests, there was a lot of brutality against those people. And, uh, the, you know, um, there, there was a lot of stuff going on there we, we didn't see as well. And uh, they got it under control quick. Um, this could be a big one if you see, you know, unrest there is what I mean. Um, but it uh, seems like a lot of Chinese are just going along to get along at the moment. I don't know. It's a very hard one, that country, to, uh, to, to work out what's really actually happening. It is, because it's uh, so indeed. controlled. I mean, you've got this... It is, you know, the yeah. Great, the Great Firewall of China, so you know, nothing really gets out of that country 
um, easily in terms of media and, and, and real footage of what's going on. That's why I find it very difficult to trust what we've seen coming out so far. I mean, like, like we discussed, um, Ethan, we talked about how uh, I shared an article which was also from the Crows Files, uh, called Bombshell Chinese Government Also Ran a Coronavirus Drill in Wuhan, where the actual outbreak supposedly started. So um, we've seen the drill in New York, and we talked about how you know maybe this is a continuation of just a drill, but people don't realize this, that you know, back in September the 18th of 2019, they actually ran a drill in Wuhan for a coronavirus, a novel coronavirus strain. You know what I mean? So... Could this still be a continuation? Could the footage that we've seen coming out of China of them, um, you know, disinfecting the streets with those big machines and trucks, could this be simply what we've seen from the drill? We don't really know what's going on, so we don't know what to trust. So henceforth, that's why we need to create our own narrative and say, well, you know, we don't know what we, we don't know what we don't know, basically. We ain't, and that's the only thing we know with absolute certainty is that we don't know. So maybe we need to create our own reality of the fact that uh, maybe this is just a drill. We're not seeing the evidence of a pandemic. We're not seeing the evidence of mass deaths and infection worldwide like we're being told. The scare tactics aren't going to work on us. And we need to sort of re- reiterate on that point. Um, I don't know if you, if you, did you realize that, Ethan, that there was a drill for this in China as well? I wasn't aware of the drill, General, but that's yeah. a great point that you make there. Because, um, you know, we see this all the time when it comes up before terrorist shooting, so-called terrorist attacks, before all of these things that happen, there's, there's always drill. drills going on. There's always practicing going on. And, and I think it's a great point that you mentioned about the footage, because that was one of my biggest questions with all of that it's people are so quick today in in this world to just believe whatever video comes up Mm. you know we don't know where that video is we don't know even the videos of the so-called hospitals that look like detention centers and all of this i don't know where that comes from it's it's shot on an iphone it's you know there's just this white building there how do i not know that these people aren't actors you know what I mean? We're so we're so easy to question some of the events of the past, but whenever something comes up, most people just believe it. It's like that is a great mm-hmm. point. It could be footage from the original drills that are just getting out. Exactly. We don't know, and and then because of the deception and the manipulation that China, you know, are involved in, as you mentioned, with the Great Firewall of China and all these types of things, where the government is so influential in businesses and the control of information. I think that it is right to just have a default setting to to question these things. Yeah, you know, I've been talking to exactly. You know, I've been talking to my members a lot over the last few months about questioning narratives, whatever size. You know, we're focusing this month on grand narratives, meta narratives, the grand narratives of our time. But even on the smaller scale, when you see world news, when you see local news. You need to come at it from a point of objectivism. You need to apply critical thought. Where is the evidence? What do I know about media manipulation? What do I know about social media fakery? Apply all of these things when analyzing the evidence. And for me, when I look at these videos, it's just not enough evidence for me to believe anything one way or the other. And so that's always a red flag to me, General, that, you know, there's there's something sneakier going on behind the scenes when i really can't distinguish what is real or not yep and how many times have i said this in the past boys you've got to have you know take a step back and look at this from a third party perspective you know what i mean take like you said take all those things that we know for fact into consideration of the manipulation that we know is conducted on us year in year out for decades now 
that must be taken into consideration when trying to form uh, an opinion on what we're being told is happening. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because people can head over to, please go and join up TOTT News as a member and support Ethan and his work and check out that article, Questioning Grand Narratives, a Primer. Um, get onto that one and, and you'll you'll easily find out what we're talking about with regards to that because it's key, absolutely key in trying to work out what's going on in the world um, because you're right, you have to kind of be, you have to be 100% skeptical. You cannot be relying on pure emotion and because they, they, we know they manipulate us. We know the mani- the media manipulates us and they know how to do it. They've been, they've, they've studied this. They know, and they've, they've known this for what decades now on how to manipulate us with, with words, with videos, with headlines, all of this stuff. And Mm. most people out there don't even read the actual articles that are being put out there you know and if if people actually stop just reading the headlines and read and read the actual articles that the mainstream media actually puts out you look at it and you'll start shaking your head going this is stupid it doesn't make sense it's bullshit i know this is made up they're not giving me any actual facts they're trying to manipulate my emotions and that's what people are using to to um create their opinions is their emotions you've got to stop doing that people look at exactly man if we don't have enough facts don't make an opinion on it we don't have the facts on what's on really what's going on here so we can't really make a hundred percent opinion on what's going on here so don't do it don't don't go on emotion Instead, create, yeah. create your own narrative and go. This is what we know for sure. Forget everything else. We don't know it. You know what I mean. So that's that's where kind of where we need to to rely on this. So uh, exactly, again, mate. I please, think that's a great point. Please head to tottnews.com and um, support Ethan's work and check out those articles because you'll get an insight and you'll you really it'll actually help you understand things in future too because um, mm. this this whole coronavirus, Adam, is just one example of uh, how we've been manipulated um it's been happening many times in the past like we started like you said at the start of the um the, this podcast uh, adam uh you know was it um sars and ebola and mers and whatever else you know they've come up with you know it's all been used as a distraction and a and a, and a control method um to do whatever they want to us really mm, same images too just yes. different colors so they're all computer generated images they're not actual isolated viruses um, they can't mm. do that because they don't have them because they don't exist. <laughs> so they've done before. it right through history, right back to back to HIV. It doesn't exist and it hasn't been isolated. And uh, yes, it goes right back, man. It goes I've back to all the some, plagues, the Spanish flu. They've always done it. I've heard some actual scientists come out and say that and go, yeah, like we, we actually haven't isolated uh, a HIV, you know, the HIV virus, hum, human, uh, whatever is it, um, something human immunosuppressive whatever it's called virus they've never actually isolated that as an actual virus they've so and um i think it was a very much similar to perhaps even the polio virus you know they've never actually even just don't, don't haven't actually isolated that <clears throat> so it makes you wonder if any virus that is actually out there has actually ever been uh, isolated for sure we never know if the influenza virus has even ever been isolated for with 100% certainty you know it's i just don't well trust yeah it. most uh, most uh, cases we, we've talked a lot about that it's, um, it's, yeah, it's uh, in the us toxic, respiratory samples poisoning, there's, isn't it yeah there's no there's no flu virus present in all these people who have the flu in all these respiratory samples so um yeah no uh, the perth group do that as well with hiv remember the, the um, one, yep. grim reaper ads with the mm. bowling um the, the grim reaper bowling the families mm. over and they yeah, were telling yeah. us in the 
national television that more Australians were going to die than World War Two, and all of this, and nothing <laughs> happened. So it's, um, you know, it was all it was all fear-based mind control run through the uh, TV. When um, you know, it was probably well. You look at you look at Africa when you're in South Africa. These people had very compromised immune system at systems, access to filthy water, not enough food, very sick, and they came in with the AIDS uh, drugs, didn't they? You know, and uh, you know these people were malnourished and unwell and they told them they had hiv or aids and gave them these uh, antiviral drugs and then that gave them the aids they actually yeah. were giving you know making them sick so it's uh, it's uh, that's that's gone on uh for, for for so long as well so i would say you know aids would really be uh, deviant sex acts really and antibiotics use uh, drug use uh, these kinds of things if it were to exist anyway uh you know um yeah. antibiotics are a big one that don't get uh, don't get me- mentioned and i said uh, a compromised immune system and malnutrition and starvation we saw in Africa, and they used to show us on the ads on the TV, and they said that they all had AIDS, you know, yeah. and these people were yeah. starving. So they're all starving, uh, yet they're, they're yeah. lining them up for fucking vaccinations. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. but they, they were giving them, they were they were destroying them through those uh, through those uh, drugs, you know. Yeah. But uh, it, you know, people just need to to wake up there. You know, um, they they have not been isolated. It has not been isolated. So all these people going around in the uh, you know in the so-called truth media, scaring everybody, saying that. They've spliced AIDS with other viruses and they've released something that's airborne. How are they going to do that when the HIV-causing AIDS virus is has not been isolated? Yeah. So that's why I'm not buying um, that there's some kind of engineered uh, virus. And that's coming out, as I said, Alex Jones and, and uh, Nat- Natural News are all going with that line that they've released some type of airborne pathogen into the environment and people are getting it and they're, they're getting sick. Uh, well, when my neighbours start falling ill and, and turning into zombies, then I'll buy it. But uh, at now, I'm not buying that at all. I don't think that that's happened. I yeah. think that's all part of the uh, game of war. One thing game I do the know, theater. like there are, there may not be viruses, but I'm 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 behind the fact that there are definitely there is definitely bacteria, there's molds and funguses and things like that which can cause lots of in, uh, you know illnesses in people and you know respiratory conditions and all that sort of stuff. They're you, basically even internally. Yeah, basically genetic information material. So it's like, uh, as I was saying before, they're bits of electric material generated to amplify internal healing by the body itself. So we have viruses in us. There's viruses there, but they don't harm us. Um, it's their drugs. It's the, it's the, it's the medical uh, establishment's uh, involvement in in uh, our uh, in in our health um, that cause all these problems. Again, antibiotics and vaccines. It's their intervention um, that uh, turn us against ourselves in that way. So you know, as I said before, I'm not saying they don't have laboratories where they can't make up stuff and 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 you know release things. God knows what technology they got. I just don't buy that they've done that. I think that's fear. Yes, uh, I, I'm just not seeing it uh you know I, I grew up thinking i mean you remember if you remember those aids commercials on tv i think they ran through the 80s it scared the hell out of everybody seeing that grim reaper bowling over the families mm. and the kids you can watch that commercial on youtube yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was more as well uh, they scared the living daylights out of people and uh and, and as i've always said i grew up as a kid fearing the natural world around me i always thought that nature was going to get me that the you know the, the the monkey can bite people and give them aids and if you go walking in the woods you're going to step on something and it's going to give you a virus and and that's the whole demonization of the natural world around us and also the separation from man to nature you know they 
separated us, uh, you, you know, from the natural world and demonized it as well, you know. So we grow up thinking that nature's out to get us when it's not. It's actually their needles that are out to get you and their drugs and their intervention that you need to be wary of, not nature. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, it's the way it is. Yeah. Ethan, do you, I think um, even I remember hearing Hewood Fenton on his um, Truth News Radio podcast, he had a guest on one time, and this this stuck with me. It was years ago, but he had a guy on. It was like a, uh, I'm not going to say with absolute certainty, but he knew what he was talking about with regards to things like HIV and stuff, and saying the same things that Adam's saying is it's not real. They haven't isolated it. Um, you know, it's it's not AIDS that they're detecting. And they were saying that I remember him saying that if you've ever got you know, if you've got like a, a cold or a flu or you're not well never go and get tested for a HIV because they'll come back with a positive result more often than not mm. because it's it's mainly because you're like your your system is down and stuff and they'll take certain markers and go oh well this must mean that he's got HIV you know what I mean like that's well, how they're saying they do as it. well Lee There's they're saying like- as well Lee that with the um you know with the with the Wi-Fi and all this uh, microwave energy around us and frequencies and 5G that's what Jim West was saying that it changes your blood work even mobile phones and stuff like all this technology around us is changing our blood work and when you go in they can't do a proper blood sample because your blood work's not normal it's abnormal yeah. and so they've got to do more tests and then they come up with all this stuff that you got so your blood work is not going to be normal it's going to be severely abnormal depending on how much technology you're being exposed to no no you are a crazy conspiracy theorist adam uh the r panzer says it's 100 percent safe it's all fine just take your 5g and shut up <laughs> that's right yeah if your blood works off man what what are they going to do what are they going to say it is you yeah, know i exactly. mean i'm oh, sorry mr smith we're going to have to do more tests you know and then you get all these crazy things coming through and, and they've got a name for everything you know? mm. so uh, what does that, that mean that's the that's yeah the, what does that mean? And Andy? then, and then the fear kicks. It does. You've, you've uh, been told you've got something wrong with you, you know. Like, and then the fear kicks in, and you create that. You manifest yeah, yeah. it through your own fear. Yeah, correct. I think they've been doing that with cancer for so long now. Absolutely. I yeah, think that's actually the biggest problem. You know? Yeah, the flu started yeah. when we got the uh, all the wires off. put in. That's what it is, man. When electricity, when electricity grid got implemented, we started getting flu. Mm, they called it dirt. It's. Um, I've heard a few professionals referring to it as dirty electricity. You know, cables running under our feet, running in our walls, provide. You know, putting off these uh, this yeah. EMF field around us that is actually mm. harming us. You know what I mean? But we're um, submersed in it twenty four seven. Yeah. Have a look at the symptoms. They're exactly mm. the same as flu symptoms. And yet, I ha- see. I used to go like a lot of people. I used to work indoors in an office. You know, with recirculated air with. Uh, fluorescent lights above me with Wi-Fi in the office with mm. computers all around me wiring all around me and you know I, I would get sick every couple of months I'd come down with a cold or have you know some sort of illnesses all the time now what do I do for a living man I haven't been sick in five years mate I'd be I work outside outdoors in the open air fresh air plenty of sunlight drink plenty of water you know what I mean like get like, plenty of exercise have not had so much as a cold in five years mate that's it you know that's all it is. And it's that, yeah, we talk a lot about it as well. You're inside in winter, people just shut all the doors up, you know, well, and putting sad. on the electric seasonal heaters and seasonal everything. Effective, you know? seasonal effective yeah, everyone disorder. gets the flu in the winter, but yeah. no one can convince me it's like the sun's going to give you melanoma. What a load of shit. You know, that, uh, you know, that the, because it's cold outside, you're going to get a flu virus. You know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. You're locked up inside and you can, it's a contaminated area. 
you know, and people are making themselves sick inside with all these devices and, mm. uh, you know, gas stoves and gas heaters and air conditioners and everything we've got on and connected to in our homes with all the, the, the whole thing shut up and all the windows shut in winter because it's cold outside. And then you're going, waking up in the morning with the flu. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, you know, there you go. It's, you don't have a virus. You made yourself sick. That's right, yeah. And things like when, you know, when you're, um, yeah, that's right, you got that, that toxic air and all that sort of stuff that plays a big part in, in our own health. But um, I do believe that, you know, when your, your core, if your core body temperature goes down a bit too far, then that's when all of the things like the gut bacteria and bacteria that's, that's in symbiosis with your own system when your body is at a normal running peak temperature and what in, internal temperature is 37 degrees celsius i'm pretty sure so but once your your core temperature drops a few degrees one or two degrees um that's when things like bacteria can start to thrive in those environments and it, it t- tends to make you ill like you get sick as a result starts affecting your bodily functions and conditions um and that's why i think that's why then you have a fever because your body starts to rapidly try and increase your body temperature to, to kill off mm. the bacteria and whatnot that's in your system and then once you've burnt it off and you, you're back to normal, your fever will reduce back down and you'll be back to normal temperature in a couple of days, you know. So um, these are just normal bodily functions, but um, I'm sure there's a pill for that, um, uh, Adam. You know, there's a pill we can get for that, so we, we'll be right. Pill for everything. <laughs> yeah, a pill for everything, oh, man. There is, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, a lot, of, a lot of oldies do that, you know, in the winter, the, even if they go to answer the door and they're inside and it's warm, they'll put a scarf around, you know, just keep that, uh, keep that going. I mean, definitely in... In cold environments, I and mean, some people can adapt, uh, but uh, the environment can kill you. You know, if you're if you're out and you get cold, you can get hypothermia, your fingers will fall off. You know, um, if, you know, the sun can burn you, and and it's not a nice thing to have. I mean, but uh, all these things um, that we're talking about, yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, same. so much. You know, yeah. Ethan, um, I want to just backpedal a little bit. I did want to see if if you're open to it, I wouldn't mind getting you to give us a little bit of a rundown, um, if it's okay with you, on the black pill um, and what that sort of, because I'm sure that sort of piqued a few uh, ears of, of our listeners out there and going, what's he talking about? You know, we've all seen the matrix. We know the, we know the blue pill and the red pill situation. Um, and what is this black pill that you speak of? Um, feel f- if you want to um, talk about it, otherwise tell people where to find it. Yeah, mate. So I'm, I'm happy to give a brief yes, rundown of what the black pill is. I'm very interested yep. in this. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah, so essentially the black pill, um, what we're framing it is, is the the next sort of era of membership publishing on the website there. So on the membership section of the website, we sort of explore a lot more in-depth, deeper topics that sort of relate to a lot of the news stories uh, that we read. And so this was just an introduction piece to what the concept of the black pill is and some of the negative or positive implications that can come from the information if you do hear about it. So one of the big aspects of this is we've all heard about the blue and the red pill. We've all heard about, you know, with the blue pill, you you take it, you remain in a state of blissful ignorance about the world, and if you take the red pill, you awaken to the world. And this has always been the mantra that there's, you know, either one or the other. But when you really examine what the red pill is, it's 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 more just of a deception because most people that identify as red pill thinkers 
you know, they, they're identifying the information, but most of them still go about their normal lives and, and don't really use the information to incorporate that into themselves to transform or to, to find better ways for them to disconnect the system. And so what the red pill serves as is, is a trap to, to make people more psychologically traumatized by the fact that they're being exposed to this type of information about the world, that the media is lying to them, etc., but they still go about their blue pill days, and 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 this is where the the, de- the deception comes in because that leads to to an even deeper trap than if you were just in one line of thinking. You know, you're going out knowing all these truths about the world, but in a sense, your physical body, you're you're sort of just adapting to all of these things that you're against. You know, you know that the world's evil and corrupt, but you're a part of the world. And what does that say to your to your psychological means there? So we examined this and, and obviously the key part was in the matrix that if you did take the red pill, you yes, you were awakened to the world, but more importantly, you had to stay connected to the matrix to be aware of its reality. And that's the key part there is the red pill. Yes, it might expose you to these ideas, but it keeps you still trapped within um, the blue world, whereas the black pills... And we'll be exploring these topics in the membership section coming further. The black pills are, they're really the, the the next level of thinking. This is where you discover this type of information, whatever a black pill topic is, and there's no going back to the blue pill way of things. There's no going back to, oh, yeah, that's cool information and I'm going to keep living my life. The black pill are those type of profound topics that really hit you, that really make you evaluate your life and really start to you know transform you so what this piece was was just an introduction just to to get people ready for that we explored i had john the bon um, on the podcast we had a two and a half two hour 40 minute really in-depth really powerful conversation for the latest member circle podcast and we went through a couple of introductory black pill topics but essentially it's all about black pills are the are the are the ones that destroy the grand narratives. They're the ones that, as we were saying earlier, General, we look for the evidence. What do we know about this? What what can we use our own senses and understandings and, and our own education and, and look at the past and all of these things? And, and what can we really form an opinion based off of these topics? And that's the essence of the black pill is because when you do do this, and not a lot of alternative researchers actually do this, they just parrot information that's that's being said to them without actually going and looking at the studies, going and looking at the topics themselves. And, you know, when once you start to do that, you start going down the, the black pill rabbit hole, the real rabbit hole to, to self-enlightenment. So I'm going to take my journeys, uh, take my members rather on that journey um, over the next however many months that, that we're going to go through. Um, but, yeah, there can be some very negative consequences from discovering this information and john and i had to talk about you know what happened to us you know i didn't do tott news for a year we both quit our jobs you know within a week of of discovering all this information and you know it can really have some negative effects i'm trying to prepare people that if you want to keep going down the rabbit hole you know we can but there's there's some unpleasant truths that that come about and they're unpleasant truths that you really cannot change and that's the real essence of the black pill there. So it's sort of going beyond the, the red and the blue pill, two-party false 
paradigm as we always see the red and the blue in politics and whatnot and it's it's really just getting to the depth of what do we really know about these grand narratives of the world that that shape our reality and and what can we discover if we just go and look for the evidence mate so yeah that's what the black pill is in a sense um and yeah i think it's the real deal so okay so i think i've got it so um so you you've now started your own pharmaceutical company, is that right? You 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 making pills? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I've joined Big Pharma, mate. I'm, I'm, I've become an operative. I no, was no. an operative the whole time. Sounds <laughs> like an sounds sound, sounds like the ultimate ayahuasca trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, good. it's like that in a sense, Andy. It's like that just without the drugs, mate. You know, it's it's a very powerful yeah, journey. Yeah, the new- black pills really explore some of the depths of where we come from, who we are, what we are, what do we really know about all of the reality that's around us. And, you know, not too many people in the, in the world have, have really gone down this rabbit hole. Most people don't do their own independent research. They just parrot, you know, gatekeepers that are trying to make money off of them and just keep them in an endless cycle where they don't develop. And mm. so the black pill is just that next step to... To really saying, well, you know, if if you really want to discover the truth, you know, we're going to have to do it, but there's going to be some negative consequences, and I want us to go on that journey together so we can discuss all of these black pill topics um, that are coming down down the future. So I, I sort of framed it with three grand narratives. I said, if you can let go of these three grand narratives about the world, which affect both mainstream and alternative spheres, if you can at least see that. You know, you might have been deceived, even if you don't agree with three certain narratives, then you're ready for the black pills. And those were that 9-11, you know, wasn't, you know, people believe 9-11 wasn't a CGI made for TV movie. They think that planes were used and all this type of stuff. So we explored that. The nuclear bomb hoax, atomic weapons and, and nuclear bombs, the big scare campaign of the 20th century, you know, all the fabrication and populations. You know, no one's counting populations. When you really look at the evidence, it's all just a sham. And we don't really know how many people are on this planet when you really look at the evidence. So, you know, even those three topics can be a bit confronting, but that's sort of just a sort of just a teaser to to get you to to just question where does this information come from and you're going to reach some some interesting conclusions once you go down that rabbit hole, General. Yeah. I think this is a, very much a, a progression type situation here because there ain't no blue pill motherfucker who's going to be sitting here going straight to the black pill because that'll be way mm. too much for them. You'll 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 quickly blow their minds and they'll just they'll switch off way too quick. I think you've got to have the progression. You've got to go from the blue to the red to, and like you're saying, out of the black. And I can tell you now, there's one motherfucker here who is definitely ODing on the black pills, and that is Mr. Kraz. He loves himself, yeah. <laughs> loves himself a black pill, don't you, Mr. Kraz? Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you've been on the black pills for some time there, Mr. Kraz. I reckon you're well and Absolutely. Truly, well, well and truly you know, yeah, critical thinking. On. Yeah, that's what it Little, is. It's, uh, it's imagination. You know, what they drill out of kids in school, early age, they drill out that imagination, make them feel bad for having an imagination, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a bit positive thinking, thinking for yourself. Yeah, as you mentioned, there is a 9-11. It was such an incredible thing because, you know, on that day that was happening, they, they, they had on every TV channel and news outlet the subtitles on the bottom of the screens just over and over again. The terrorists, the buildings were falling, you know, the terrorists hit mm. at the building, Osama bin Laden did it. It's just unbelievable. And, uh, and I think when people just uh, take a breather and step back 
and uh, start to think about this and critically break down things. Uh, that's all we're asking to do. Then things look uh, very differently. And uh, it was interesting on the last show talking to Arno, a very knowledgeable guy over there in Africa, you know, and, and he was talking about these cosmic energies, you know, these natural energies that, that you can still get if you're in wild areas and especially around large bodies of water or in mountainous areas. If you're out camping, you're out in the wilderness, you can connect or reconnect with these frequencies uh, that kind of download information and, and uh, you know, that you can connect back with who you really are. And, and these, the, these frequencies that we're naturally occurring that we need to connect with, are being uh, are being blocked by all these uh, you know Wi-Fi and all this um, microwave energy and all this stuff around us in the cities and and and, and TVs and everything that around us you know and and phones and all this and uh, modern technology is blocking this out from uh, us being able to receive these natural frequencies and gain information and knowledge from them and you know maybe it's a way of looking at it maybe because we see things differently where maybe we're just uh, finding a way through to connect with these I'm not sure how it uh, works deeper there but um it's there uh, you know and um and and i think that that's all it's about uh, the pills is just about critical thought and uh, not taking the mainstream narrative you know because i've said it many times you can watch the news from six in the morning till 12 at night every single station and it's all the same it's unbelievable they act the same they talk the same they have the same uh, mannerism. They uh, they have the same head movements, the same hand movements, the same coloured sets. It's just phenomenal. Every single TV station, Channel 2, SBS, Channel 10, 9, 7, whatever you're watching all day, all night, you can record it and watch it. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It's all exactly the same thing. And you open the papers, it's the same thing again. And Sorry. so people need to really step back and critically think about what's going on and start really, really asking some questions here, as Ethan uh, mentions. That, that That's the most important thing. Otherwise, you're just going to go along to get along and just be steered along for the rest of your life. Uh, and unknowingly and not knowing, you know. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so important for children as well to to ask questions and not feel guilty about it and not be slammed down uh, because they have a different opinion, you know. Uh, we all need to talk about this and start the discussion and get it rolling. Uh, and and most importantly, as you say, Ethan, yeah, really be critical of the uh, mainstream media, uh, you know, as much as you can. That's the, that's that's the, the key, man. Thing. That's yeah. absolutely the key is, is critical thinking and that's why I've spent, you know, and if you're out there and you don't want to be a member of my, my site, all of the free subscribers get subscription pieces which give you, you know, one or two topics from the membership piece. So if you want to come along for this journey, you can or you have to do sign up for an account. But I've been focusing on these pieces on building the foundations of objectivism and what is critical thought and, and how do we form these perspectives that we weren't taught during school. We were taught to to conform and, and, and almost be mushed into a dumber state. So we've, we've got to re-engineer that programming. And and how do we do that? Well, critical thinking is is a massive part of it. And General, you mentioned the progression. That's that's exactly what it is because, you know, we all know the process. You know, you, you awaken to the world. You realize that everything's a lie. You, you, you get that red pill realization. But then too many people stay there. There's not that next level. They go, well, I know everything about the world. I'm just going to find my favorite YouTuber or personality that's just going to keep talking about those topics and I'm just going to live my life. Now, yeah. some of them might make changes and stuff, but it's it, for those who really want to continue the quest 
for self-enlightenment, for knowledge. If you want to see how far the truth goes, that's when you realize that the red pill is a trap and you need to go to the next level, which I have, you know, we've coined as the black pill. But as you said, General, it's you can't just go from blue to black. You've got to go through this process and you've mm. got to understand, you know, the the realities of the world and go to the red pill first. But where people fall is is they don't want to reevaluate their beliefs a second time. So if they invest all of their beliefs into red pill topics and red pill personalities and, you know, I believe this about 9-11, I believe this about nukes, I believe this, if then a black pill comes along, which, you you know, are the, are the type of topics that really hit you, you know, as Adam's been covering some for years on the website, um, one, once they come along, most people don't want to go that step further. They don't want to reevaluate their beliefs or admit that they were wrong, so they just stay at the red pill glass ceiling. So this is all about shattering that. And the key to getting there is critical thought. Where does this come from? What is the evidence for this? What do we know about this? And not too many people are asking the questions because if they were, people like myself, people like Adam, people like John the Bon, we wouldn't have discovered um, some of these things about the world because other people would have already done it. But all it shows me is people aren't willing to take that next step. And, and that's what I'm trying to get from my website is you know we're re we're ready to take that next step and if you want to come along for the journey um you know you're going to have to learn how to to critically think as adam said yeah not gonna lie to you i was there i was i was uh stuck on the red pill for a long time and i'm uh, probably without realizing i reckon i'm hopefully pushing past that one um i reckon i've got that black pill sitting in my mouth i just need that little glass of water to push it down <laughs> yeah. tell you what though man if 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 in matrix 4 which is going to be is being filmed now and coming out in 2021 if matrix 4 has a black pill holy fucking shit it's going to blow my mind <laughs> wow yeah jesus <laughs> can you imagine if that if there is a black pill in that movie man i'm going to be fucking screaming out to everyone in that fucking audience going get on to tottnews.com <laughs> ethan called it man <laughs> Oh, see now, now I want that. Dad. We'll have to call you Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ethan is now. You should write under the pseudonym Morpheus. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah stuff, so lads. just using the just using the pill uh, the pill analogy, you know, because I think that's the best way to get it across to people. Everyone knows the Matrix, and yeah, it will be interesting to see how it's a very interesting time that this fourth movie is now coming out after how many years? Yeah, well, I don't think it's a much it's of a coincidence. Uh, Shit, what is it, 12 years or some shit? Nearly 20? Uh, let's IMDB that, that shit, should right? be nearly 20 from the first one. Oh, the Matrix the first was one, 99. Yeah, 99 yeah. was the first one, yeah. So it's the third one was 20... Yeah. Oh, fuck, hang on. Matrix 3. I'll just IMDB that shit now and see what it says. Pardon me. Uh... Well, Matrix, Matrix Reloaded was 2003. Was it Revolutions? Is that what it is? Yeah, Revolutions is the third one. Reloaded's the second one. Oh, saying Matrix Revolutions was 2003. Oh, what? Matrix Revolutions Part 3. TV show. Oh, sorry. Matrix Reloaded. Oh, so they did the two in the same year. Matrix mm. Reloaded was 2003 wow. and Matrix Revolutions was 2003. So there you go. What's that? Oh, that's 19, interesting. Yeah, so what's that? 19 years for 2021? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's a big gap. 
the nine and the one, of course. True. You know Neo's passport expires on September yeah. 11th, 2001 in the first Matrix. Did you know that, mm. Adam? Did you see mm, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Fuck, that blows me away. It's mm. so cool when I show people, they're like, nah, it's made up, whatever. You know, and then you show them like, the shit in The Simpsons and stuff. You know, It's like, oh, what? Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Back to the Future. Yeah, you're Back to yep. the Future as well. That's another big back one. Back to the Future too. Yeah. It's astonishing. Mm. Oh, the 9-11 predictions in that were just phenomenal. Oh, crazy, you know? Oh, Anyway, yeah, mate, um, <laughs> oh, we can we can call that a wrap. But I will get Andy. Um, I just actually wanted to get Andy. What's your thoughts on what Ethan was talking about on the black pill there? I hadn't, didn't hear you chime in there. I might have been, sorry, I had to go and take a piss, boys. I've been sinking a few of these uh, loose, loose moose um, brews. Been, uh, nah. for a sorry. Um, <laughs> what, was your, what was your take on Ethan's black pill stuff, man? Do you reckon, uh, you know, does it make sense yeah, to you, this yeah, whole progression look, thing? I- yeah, well, Ethan and me have had a, had like we've we've gotten down into like you know energies and what actually humans are, and we've like we've dived down that hole a little bit before between ourselves. So I'm pretty sure I I think I know where he's going with a black pill, and I've taken a black pill many many years ago, and um, yeah, I'm completely on board, and and uh, and yeah, it's very exciting. I think I'll 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 get involved with that because that sounds really really good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you're no, right. We, there's only so you, much. Um, there's only so much you can chase your child when you awaken. There's only so much information that you can just keep digesting from different sources. You know, like about nine eleven, about all the different conspiracies. There's only so much time, and so many times that you that you need to confirm that it's true. Oh yes, it's really true. I use another source about nine eleven. Oh yeah, it really, 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 really is true. And there's only mm. so many times that you need to dive down the same, you know, nine eleven type, you know, thing, vaccines, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, before then you you need to start like going down you know, awaken into the next level of, you, you know, what, what is consciousness? What, is, what actually are we? You know, how, how, why is the world the way it is? You know, like going past the obvious 9-11 vaccine type stuff, you know, and then into that next step. And, and yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. And I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I know like what Ethan's talking about and where he's, where he's going with the TOTT black, black pill. So yeah, I'll be be really really excited to get involved with that. Sounds like mm-hmm. a really good project. Cool. Yeah. Keen. Mm-hmm. So keen as. All right. Well, look, right. I think we might um, wrap up that show there. We've been oh, we've been off online for nearly two hours. Show's been going for just over an hour and forty. But um, yeah, we might wrap that one up there, boys. Um, if unless anyone else has anything they want to chime in with, I'll, Adam, are you good to go? He seems like he's already gone. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Are you on mute, Adam? Still on list of yourself. No. All right, Ethan. Oh, you, I'm here. Oh, I'm he's here. there. You there? Okay. Have you got anything else you wanted to come in with? Because we, we might wrap up the show now, mate. All good. No, yeah, all, all good. good. Uh, ready to rumble? Yeah, I think uh, they worry too much about 9/11. The most important thing is to understand that the official story isn't true. Once Correct. you know that, then uh, that's the most important thing. Yep. So just understand the lie and then work with it, uh, you know, uh, personally and connect with others who uh, connect with you in regards to that knowledge. But um, uh, all good, man. All right. Uh, Tell good the folks out there where they can find you. Um, 
Yeah, just crestfiles.com. Everything's connected there now over the years. So, so uh, it's been good. Uh, else, it's all in one spot. Yeah, everything's there. Yep, uh, everything's on the website now, which is great. I'm still over at uh, social media and YouTube channels doing well, but uh, all on the website, crestfiles.com. Everything's awesome. there. Thanks, mate. Ethan, you good to go, mate? Anything else you want to put in for this app? Yeah, no, General. Um, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for giving me a, a little chance there just to explain some of the Black Pill content. You know, as always, head over to, to tottnews.com. There's still going to be plenty of, of public content talking about, you know, some of the most pressing topics in Australia and around the world. But, you know, behind behind the paywall and behind the subscription, the free subscription tier there, we're, we're discussing some deeper topics. So if you want to jump on board, Get involved in the conversation and see some of the things that we've discovered. Uh, you know, tottnews.com is a place to find all of that. Um, YouTube, Facebook, as everyone probably already knows. And looking forward to to another episode in the future, mate. Yeah, well, the next one I've got um, lined up is a pretty good one. But before I get into that, Andy, um, anything else you want to bring up for this episode, mate? Uh, no, I think I think we've covered most things, General. Right, yeah, no, everything's everything's covered, brother. Yeah. Cool. Well, lads, for the next one, I've um, one of our followers, um, James. He's he actually runs an ISP, uh, internet service provider. Um, so I shared some information recently about how uh, the government, Australian government, you know, has been using and collecting metadata from ISPs. Um, I sort of hit him up with regards to some info, and he's like, it was pretty clued on. He knows what he's talking about, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, if they ask us for stuff, we've got to hand it over to them, and all this sort of thing. Um, so I kind of wanted maybe to in the next episode, depending on what's happening, of course, in the two week gap that we do these shows, um, you know, we, there might be some other revelations that come out. Um, but I did want to maybe perhaps get him on, and we might go down the avenue of talking about things like uh, digital. Ooh. Oh, Mr. Kras Mr. Kras has just left. Awesome. Um, but yeah, getting into talking about things like um, I saw some inf- some details come out recently where Peter Dutton renews calls for public debate over domestic surveillance powers. Um, so that can sort of ties into it as well. Um, another one here: privacy fears sparked by new AI cameras. So lots of AI watching, and we know that ties into the smart city initiative as well. Um, things like apps like uh, this one here from ABC. It's time to talk about TikTok and what's what it's doing with our kids' data. Um, so stuff like that with regards to digital surveillance, who's doing it, why they're doing it, and how prevalent it is in, in our society at the moment. I wouldn't mind having uh, this, this chap on to, to sort of give us some insights on his end on being a, per, a person who's actually providing internet services for people. Uh, so he'll have a good, some good insights on that too. So hopefully maybe we can get teed up for the next show, boys. I don't know if, you, if you're keen for that one or not. Does that sound? Yeah, Definitely. sounds good. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, awesome. Um, well, that's that's a wrap, boys. Thanks for for everyone out there tuning in to uh, the General Knowledge Podcast, Season Two, Episode Nine for this one. Uh, once again, podcast is doing great guns. Can't remember what I said it was for the last time, but uh, as of this recording now, we're sitting at you know nearly thirteen thousand seven hundred downloads, which is uh, really good. So it's up and up and going quite well lots of comments lots of subscribes still uh thanks again for everyone out there who is following along and and subscribing please do share it and share it among the groups you're in um let everyone know that it's a good source of information um because we we sort of do we rely basically on everyone out there all our listeners to to put the word out there as well there's only so much sharing 
uh, can do on our end and Ethan always puts up some information with regards to the podcast as well so thanks guys and uh, yeah let's uh, we'll do it again uh, next fortnight boys thanks again uh, Ethan and thanks Andy thanks guys thanks general <laughs>